Hey folks, quick reminder before we start the show, tickets are now on sale for our first live show ever in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, we're coming to New York on November the 19th, 7.30 show at the Bell House, which is one of my favorite venues ever. We are discussing the movie God's Not Dead. This is all part of the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. So tickets are on sale now. You can find them at goodchristianfund.com or just... Go to the Bell House website or Google it. There's like a million ways to find it, y'all. So do it. We would love to see you there November the 19th in Brooklyn, New York at the Bell House. See you there. This is a HeadGum Podcast. In his book, The Four Loves, C.S. Lewis describes friendship as such. Friendship is born at the moment when one man says to another, What? You too? I thought that no one but myself. In my experience, the more specific the commonality, the more powerful the connection. Such was the case in the early 90s in Greenville, Illinois, when Dan Hasseltine struck up a conversation with future bandmate and then current classmate Charlie Lowell on the basis of his Toad the Wet Sprocket t-shirt, an alternative band whose influence would be evident in the music the men would soon make together. Charlie and Dan, along with Steve Mason and Matt Brown Lee formed their band Jars of Clay almost incidentally. Their primary goal at the time was their deadlines for composition and recording classes at Greenville College. Their deadlines were met, but it became clear that the final product was much more than academic. When their musical pursuits became more professional, Matt left the band amicably to stay in school and settle down with his fiance, essentially becoming the Pete Best of Jars of Clay to Matt Oudmark's Ringo Starr. In 1995, they released their first album together under Essential Records to much critical and commercial acclaim, selling over 3 million copies worldwide. What was unexpected, however, was the mainstream acclaim. Their single, Flood, got serious play outside the CCM bubble on radio and MTV, peaking at number 37 on the Billboard Top 100, which led to further, quote-unquote, crossover opportunities. They toured with non-Christian artists such as Matchbox 20, Duncan Sheik, and even Sting as a result of their worldly appeal, much to the chagrin of the ardently conservative wing of Christian rock fans. And to this day, for better or worse, Flood remains their only crossover hit. 11 albums, 3 Grammys, and 24 years later, the lineup of the band has remained intact, a not unimpressive feat in a time when old guard Christian rock stalwarts like Newsboys and Audio Adrenaline have slowly morphed from bands into brands with their ever-changing lineups and revolving members. But Jars of Clay remain unbroken. Oh, and that name, Jars of Clay, it might sound familiar, right? It should. It's an expression that's been around for a few thousand years, coming from 2 Corinthians. And uh, it's chapter 4, verse 7. Apostle Paul writes, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And maybe it's this sort of principle that's kept the guys together. To put it in a more accessible context, the takeaway here for me from that passage is that humanity is a complicated, troubled, delicate thing, but being aware of that weakness and frailty and walking in humility opens us up to moments of transcendence and even great beauty. So, we listen to Jars of Clay's self-titled debut album, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Wow. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> My fellow Americans. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh. La la la. Do, do, do. 
Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little good... Ugh, I hate this one. Christian fun. Okay, you do it how you'd rather do it. Uh, we're here to have a little good Christian fun. A little good Christian fun. <laughs> it goes up. That's a crescendo. A good Christian... A Christian... Christ- a crescendo. A crescendo. <laughs> Caroline, what is good Christian fun? What are we here to do? Uh, thank you for asking, Kevin. You're so welcome. Uh, I... Don't remember. Okay, well, I might. <laughs> no, I'll take a crack at it. We are here to talk about uh, Christian pop culture, um, things that Christians make in the recent past. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> bands and music. And things that Christians make <laughs> is very ominous sounding. It. It's like trouble? <laughs> Do they Maybe. make controversy? Perhaps. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about it. Sometimes it's just weird or some cool echo or not cool echo of something else in mainstream culture. And yeah, so. and I want to echo that sentiment. We're not here <laughs> to proselytize or make anyone go to church. We're also not here to bash what we're looking at. These are just people making stuff, yeah. and we're just people making stuff. So shut up, hater. I'm just kidding. If <laughs> Whoa, I just like go ham, you okay? On, no, I'm I'm really fine. <laughs> Again, the response to this show has been more than positive. Yes, I'm very grateful Stop and happy. Bragging for no, I'm on just your saying, own podcast. No, it wasn't a brag. It was more of a com- <laughs> it was more of a compliment to the audience. Listen, yeah, we're not here to bash anything. Um, we're also not qualified enough to ad- offer like a really good critique of everything. We're so. not academics. We're we don't know what we're talking talk. about. Yeah. We're gonna not say that pine pajamas mean a coffin or casket no, should the topic come up. <laughs> we're not gonna know what that means. We're gonna get stuff wrong, but that's okay. Yeah. Caroline, how's your heart? Uh, my heart is good. Uh, this is going to come back to food. I just had some gushers today. <laughs> and I haven't had gushers in a long time because those were like a special privilege of childhood. Okay. You know, some kind of contraband maybe. Um, so that makes me pretty happy. The gushers makes you... You're gushing for gushers. My heart is gushing. Okay. How's your heart, Kevin? My heart's pretty good. It's been a good... Work day. Oh, good. Working on the little research for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Writing the intros I thought would be a lot more or a lot less fun than it's actually Oh, been. you thought they'd be a little more Yeah, intensive. to like putting... Yeah, I, I felt like it was going to be like a drag, but it's actually been fun to yeah. make up history and misinform <laughs> people. <laughs> I like your tie-ins. I like doing it for VeggieTales. I got really into the research of that and... Wanting to get it right. Yeah, you guys don't know this, but Caroline's bedroom did turn into like a scene from A Beautiful Mind where there was just like <laughs> equations written on the windows. There's just chopped up cucumber everywhere. Oh, yeah, and, and she's like, it all connects. It all connects. It's all tied. I am the tomato. Yeah. But our topic today is not Veggie Tales. No. It is Jars of Clay. That's right. We're going from veggies to jars. How about that? <laughs> How about that, indeed? <laughs> um, jars of clay, but we can't do it alone. We're going to need a special guest. That's so right. Let's introduce our special guest. Mm, what does it mean? There's so much buildup. What could it possibly? Who Folks, it? you may know him as a writer of Funny or Die or an author. His new book, Not Quite a Genius, is in stores now. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Nate Oh, it's so good to be here to see both of you, Kevin and Carol. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's yeah. Not done yet. Now I've prepared oh, a little your song. Face. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> I had the right idea. I can never get my hip into scuba da ba ba da da ba do da da sing. Not yet. The Lord. Pammy Grant was that was that getting any play in the Dern household growing up? Nope. 
Okay. <laughs> but I liked it. I do feel like, I forget who touched upon this, but it felt like <laughs> in contemporary, this is going to connect with a lot of people, but we'll move past it real quick. You were either a Sandy Patty household or an Amy Grant household. My mom just brought that up the other day. Really? Yeah, because I told her about the podcast for the first time. It was a big deal, by the way. I Yeah, I said like, oh, we're talking about this. And she was like, well, there's Amy Grant and there's Sandy Patty. Those are the two. Those are my gals, yeah. That's some mom jams right there. I guess so. What were you afraid that she might react when you told her? Oh, I... What will people think? <laughs> she finds out that when I'm they hear that I'm daughter, a, a podcaster. podcaster. <laughs> no, Never. her reaction actually was wonderful. She because she, I think, desires fame for any of her children in any capacity. <laughs> so one, she th- that is true. That I think she true. thought I was maybe a YouTube star. Um, so she was like, "Everyone's gonna see you," and I was like, "Well, they'll hear me." <laughs> well, not a video component, right? Yes, but um, but anyway, she was really stoked, and it was warmed my heart. Nate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did your mom say when you told her that you were a comedy writer? <laughs> uh, I don't know if either of my parents have a- accepted it quite yet. Oh, no. <laughs> still working still through it. Yeah. Like, I also, uh, accounting is going well. <laughs> I, uh, I still I still technically am enrolled in a PhD uh, for sociology at Are you Columbia. Really? I am. Wow. And so my, my dad On hiatus. Is, yeah. I, well, I took a leave of absence. I actually just re-enrolled this semester. Oh, so okay. I'm trying to finish the dissertation. Hey, go uh, Columbia from afar. Oh, yeah. Dude, to be able to put Dr. Why Nate Dern yeah. on a book? We'll see. We'll who, see. Would, who would pass that up? But, you should delay so, publishing your book just in case. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> the next one. Uh, my dad will ask about that periodically. Like some comedy thing will happen and then he'll oh. say, so how's the how's the PhD coming? Oh, <laughs> oh Papa Dern. Just, I think it's easier to wrap their heads around yeah you know. of course it is sure mm-hmm. dr is always going to mean more than dm that's to true people <laughs> to like dads and twi- moms oh very yeah. a lot more dm currently means nothing to my dad <laughs> exactly yeah he doesn't know He's what like, anyone's sliding into early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was great it's a like those son <laughs> nate what is your background of mm. faith or lack of faith. What is your guestimony my, in this time? <laughs> my faith background. I'm from Evergreen, Colorado, and I was brought up going to the United Methodist Church of Evergreen, Colorado. It's mm-hmm. still there. And I would go with my mom and sister every Sunday, and then I would mm. go to Sunday school, and then also youth group on Sunday nights, and then we would All have- All on uh, Sunday? Youth group was Sunday nights? Youth group was Sunday nights, and then we had something called like, Ugh. sometimes called Bible study, some kind, sometimes called devotional on Wednesday nights. Uh-huh. But yeah, so Sunday was so like all church. church. Like all the time. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we would go like get food together after, and then be like, well, time for youth group. Oh, head man. <laughs> so yeah, Sundays were all, and I was all in. I Did was, you look uh, forward to that? That Sunday day I, of church? I did, because one of my best friends, who's still one of my best friends, Chris Graff, uh, also went to church and Sunday school oh, and was okay. very into it. So it was basically like I get an opportunity out. to hang out with Chris a lot. Chris. Yeah. Um, it does become, especially for people, for kids in high school, it is like hang time. Yeah. It, as much as anything else. You're like playing PlayStation. Right. <laughs> like, well, would you guys do like the lock-ins? Would you oh, do... Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Lock-ins were, uh, we did like fellowship trips and then lock-ins and we would do like fellowship Bible camps. Tri- yeah. is, is a fellowship trip basically like what a retreat would be? Yep. But you call it a fellowship trip. Fellowship yeah. trip. <laughs> and then we would do mission trips too where we're trip. actually doing like community service or something like did that. Did you go on any of those? Oh, yeah. Where'd you go? Did you go to Mexico? Did, we went to Mexico, yes. uh, went to southwestern Colorado. Arizona oh. into Mexico or? Yeah. 
Okay, Tucson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did Tucson, Arizona. And okay. You did. For my, okay. Yeah. So that must be one of the spots. It's yeah. a hot spot of yeah. <laughs> poorly made houses by junior hires. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if like Tucson, Arizona, it functions like you know whatever town does for the Olympics whenever they get it. <laughs> oh. it's like, yeah. There's whole economies yeah. built around children. Like, yeah. Bring them and, in. We and, got the dorms and doing kind of VBS for kids yeah. in Mexico. Right. But right. Just like, <laughs> again, more hang time. Yeah. Uh, and then. Was yeah, I was very into it in high school. I even like I gave a couple uh, guest sermons because oh, I really at the like, head pulpit like on yeah, Sundays. Not oh, for wow. the not for the entire. Uh, I didn't lead church the entire time, but uh-huh. for like I got like a five minute set. Wow, <laughs> where I got to talk. A big deal. You got to type five. <laughs> <high. laughs> like, hey guys, I'm doing this yeah. sermon. What's I'm going in. I need to, uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I want to dive into this uh, this one verse right here. Um, That's big. So and then in. Uh, so much, I was so into it that at a certain point in college for a Christmas gift one time, um, oh, I, I forget the name of it now, but my sister gave me the thing that's like the shawl. It's like a shawl that pastors wear. I forget the name for it, but it's like a colorful shawl. Oh. Like as if. Be- Say scarf, I yeah. believe is the word you're looking for. <laughs> colorful shawl. Um, like that, because I was perhaps going to become a pastor. I was like. Was it red? That into it. It was multicolored. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Joseph. As like a joke or like no, here this is part maybe, of me pushing you along. <laughs> yeah, so, probably some of both. Oh, okay. Um, wow. And then by the end of college, I had kind of moved on. I didn't, the church, the United Methodist Church that was where I went to college, I never really clicked with anyone there. So mm-hmm. I didn't have the same incentive to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And then by the end, I'd just kind of drifted away. Did you do any like Christian college groups that were like specifically at your college? Like, uh, ju- only ones that were connected to that church. Oh, yeah. I so see. I guess I didn't do anything on campus. I went off oh, okay. campus to go to this church. Yeah. yeah. And then that was it. Cool. And then that's where you left off. What are your thoughts now? How do you feel about things? About my faith? Yeah, I just need to know how hard I need to sell you by the right, end of this podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're just finding out like what verse works best yeah. for this situation. We're trying to plug it in. <laughs> yeah, I think my I because uh, my mom is still a Christian, um, and I think it, at some point like push came to shove. Or she, oh, for years and years in New York, she would ask me like, "So have you found a church that you're going mm-hmm. to yet?" And then at some point, I think I finally just said like, "Mom, I don't." I, you know, I'm always going to be spiritual. Thank you for that. But I, I don't think I'm a Christian anymore. Like sure. I wouldn't call myself How'd you handle that? a Christian. She was really sad at first. Oh yeah. And my, my sister and I each just got married within the last year. To different people. To different people. <laughs> oh yeah. The way I said that. <laughs> yeah. We just, said, we're not Christian. We're going to marry incest. Yeah. She we're got just, me that shawl and yeah. it was like, she's wooing. Yeah. went from zero to oh, 60 she real quick. <laughs> yeah. She gets me. <laughs> um, and oh, and we each had like a non-religious ceremony. So we had oh, we yeah. each had like a friend as the officiant who had gotten certified with like the sure. Universal online, Life Church, yeah. Or the online, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and my sister did it first, and that was a hard conversation. And mm. I think my mom was a little sad. Um, it was easier for me. Yes, she softened the ground for you to. Yeah, mm-hmm. is your sister your older than you? She's younger. Actually, She's younger than she, you. Okay. But she's uh, more mature. Oh, <laughs> 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 got married. Beat you. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's really lovely that you can still look back with like gratefulness and appreciation for that time, for whatever. Because I feel like sometimes people throw out baby with the bathwater. Right. Yeah. The truth is, for a lot of us, in whatever religious or non-religious context, to make sense of whatever our relationship was with our parents, it is 
most of the time, in some cases not, but most of the time, parents are just doing the best they can. Oh, absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? And, oh, and there's so many positive things that came out of it, whether you stuck with it in the end or not. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't decide if, uh, if and when I have children, if I want to... Bring them to church. Is this then, a good Christian fun exclu- exclusive? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no updates. Yet. No, You're uh, announcing to yeah. your wife yeah. that you're going to have a child. <laughs> Honey, listen to this podcast. Yeah. Real quick. You're going to really like yeah. it. She's uh, like, "How did you know before me?" <laughs> the spirit. What were you going to say? Oh, so yeah. Sorry, that I, I can't decide if I want to bring them to church and then have them. Like basically decide, yeah. decide if they want to opt out or decide later on if they want to opt in. <laughs> like, yeah. like oh, show it to them and then let them choose if they want to stick with sure. it or not show it to them and then see if they find it on their own. Well, because it does feel like it should always be an option, right? Yes. You should never yeah. just like, this is it, because that right. will almost guarantee right. rebellion in right, some right. ways. Like I do, I do think about it. It's tough. And I know there's probably some parents listening to this podcast where it's like, oh no, the best thing about parenthood is like, the idea of discipleship and mm-hmm. growing up in the church with my kids and passing on these like virtues and belief systems. And it's like, yeah, but the, I, I just, for me personally, I couldn't imagine a path where it wasn't like column A, column B, column whatever. Yeah. And it's going to be, yeah, it would be tough, but it's good that you're thinking about that now. Cause I do, I think about that a lot. Like what? You do? Yeah. <laughs> you mean a single non-married man? <laughs> you do? <laughs> Caroline just had this weird look of disgust like, on her face. What? what? You? No. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think about, because, you know, kids are, I maybe it's me, but for me, kids are important. Hey, you took a stand today on the podcast. Kevin says kids are important. Thanks for affirming that. I don't like that. You're going to anger some people, Kevin. Some anti-kid people. Anti-kid coalition. <laughs> the, oh, the A, the AKC. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to get some emails sure. from the AKC. You let them email. Wait, I want to finish up your story because you you drifted away mm-hmm. a little bit. Would you say you still feel friendly toward Christianity in a way? Or are you kind of like, that's cool for them. I'm just not. This things These things didn't make sense to me, so I'm yeah, not with I it. Yeah, I think... I think I still feel like if it works for you, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I still take umbrage with uh, – because I had some Christian friends. Some of the people who I went to church with uh, went down a path, even when we were in high school, where it was like, um, if you are not the specific type of Christian I am, you are going to go to hell. Yeah, yeah. And so that – I've all, even when I was still like fully Christian, even in high school – I was like, uh, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, like, like, I don't, want I don't like that. that. Yeah. Right. And even just being called a Christian and that these other people were called a Christian who were espousing what I thought was kind of mm. uh, a narrow mindedness, I that made me uncomfortable. Like, yeah. man, if I'm, I don't even know if I want to be a Christian if it means that. But I stuck with it for years after that. But that was kind of the first crack in the shield. Yes. Um, Golly, not to not to get too heavy right no, now, you can. but right. I remember a like watching on TV um, Matthew Shepard, who was a gay man who was killed in a hate yeah. crime. I remember oh, at no. his funeral there were people with signs like Christians quote oh, with signs yeah. that said God hates fags. Horrible. And I remember like as a fifteen year old, or I can't remember exactly how old I was, but seeing that and like, well, this doesn't make sense because I don't agree with that. But those people say they're Christians, and I'm a Christian. Huh. This is confusing. So that was mm-hmm. one of the first times where. Like I talked to my mom about it and like, well, they're they're doing something different. Like just because that's how they do it, that doesn't mean how we yeah. do it. But that was one of the first like cracks in the armor. Of, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a part of that's that same yes. like category. Westboro basically. Baptist Church. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which is like I think uh, uh, <laughs> definitely 
Very extreme. An extreme hate group, I yes. guess you could yeah. classify it, like it as. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that I, was confusing. I do remember. Did you know Harris Whittles personally yes. at all? Yeah. I do remember who who was it? I think Joe Mandy. They they protested his funeral. I didn't know that. Are you oh sure? They showed up and there was like Harris Whittles burning in hell what? now. What? And then Jesus, Joe Mandy because of his humor. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why, but they That's did. Uh, so and I, I've, honestly, monstrous. it was probably such a small. There was probably like three people there, but there was enough that Joe Mandy bought one of the signs from them. Oh wow! <laughs> also, like, I think I just took the Lord's name in vain. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now like very aware. No, I've kept track. I wrote. I made a note uh, okay. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where the bleeps go. Please, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> although, please edit that out. Although we should tell you, we don't bleep things on the oh, show. No. We replace it with a hallelujah. That's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. So, it's, it's just Kevin monotone being like, "Son of a hallelujah." <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> you can't well, cuss if you want. Okay. Yeah, cussing's fun. Cussing's okay. the best. Yeah, I we love like, cussing. I feel like I saw you shared something where your mom commented, like, it was nice, but I just w- wish there weren't swear. Right? Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about? Or it's like, <laughs> I think it's on my Instagram story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Loved it, but why does there have swearing. to be swear? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Right? Or maybe yeah. about this podcast. Maybe yeah, it was about episode. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was. it absolutely was. Yeah. Uh, was. So, shouts out to LP, who Shout I'm sure has, is not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our moms, who. Maybe we'll find this. Maybe not. A lot of mom shout outs on this spot. Yeah. Do you want to shout out to your mom? Hi, mom. If I if I share the link to this on Twitter, Uh my mom will listen to it. She will because. Like at some point at the Apple store, she had one of the geniuses set it up so that anything that I specifically tweet gets sent to her as if it's a text message. What? So whenever I whenever I tweet anything, That's like a joke, like promote self-promotion, I'll immediately get a, a, mess, a text message from my mom responding this as if I had sent thing it just ever. to her. Like yeah. just to her, she'd be like, well, thanks for sharing. Exactly, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, good luck at your comedy show tonight. Like, uh, like almost immediately, yeah. I would say the the older generation embracing technology on any level is is almost inspiring. Yeah, <laughs> yes. in that sense. Making it I work. get so happy. Mama Dern, shouts out. That's yeah. so sweet. So she'll listen to she, it. I think she'll listen. Yeah. That's a good mom. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nate's mom. Mm-hmm. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Should we dive into the topic? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Come on, let's go. I'm diving in. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) We're all diving in. That was great. This is Jars of Clay. Specifically, we're talking about their debut album, Mm -hmm. Jars of Clay. Eponymous. Self-titled. Which, by the way, I appreciate that they're first. There's so many artists and bands now that do the self-titled album, like three or four in. Did you never... talk about this like three podcast Maybe. episodes ago? <laughs> but I'm never not confused it. makes it. him it's so mad, everybody. So <laughs> <mad>. <laughs> I want to reiterate. People keep doing it. So, Nate, I actually, we were talking about this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you said, I want to do Jars of Clay. What, what's your connection Ooh. with them? What's your memory of it? Yeah, I, there are a few... Uh, Christian bands early on that made an impression on me. One was Jars of Clay. Uh, one was Five Iron Frenzy. Some of the like mm. more punk or ska like mm-hmm. Christian bands I liked. I think MXPX was a Christian band. Were yeah. they? Um, or yeah, had, like, Tooth and Nail. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, um, so those were uh, Jars of Clay specifically. I think I had a couple other non-Christian albums and once again Mama Dern gave me I think the Jars of Clay album because like, nice. she had somehow heard like Oh, you like rock music? Maybe this Christian rock. Yeah, <laughs> this will be a good um, replacement. And, then, <laughs> and, and this album specifically. This album specifically. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. okay. And I did like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And not, you know, this this is so basic of me, but Flood, I especially did. Like, oh, yeah. And Oh, we'll talk about Flood. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, we'll get into so it. So did not you to listen to the whole album all the time? That age, yeah, because at that age, it was just like a CD player. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be like, just listen to the whole album, put it on. We're probably or, like the last generation that will listen to a whole album right. and like know it all. Yeah, I you think know, so. All the way through. Uh, Kevin and I's coworker, Jason Flowers, was talking about how he's a big music yeah, head. Flow, yeah. And he was saying how albums are getting shorter and shorter. And now many artists will prefer for the EP, and I bet it's because of that, that the yeah. shorter attention spans. You just you want a couple You want to make a mixtape yeah. of everything you yeah. like. Kids don't want albums. They want vines. Yeah, come on. They want that's, music. That's why Vine is, is doing so well right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, Vine is thriving. <laughs> it's still a thing. The kids yeah. love it. But yeah, no, the, the people in this room, we are the last generation will know quite how frustrating it was to try to take off that weird tape at the the top of the jewel case had to use your thumbnail to cut into it or they made special like sold the device yeah oh really just you can get like a razor and sell them like at the counter by why did they make that so unopenable and it was like for every Theft CD. I don't know. But they had that like plastic film. Uh, yeah. There was that part. Yeah, was... I enjoyed the plastic film part. It feels like the easiest analog would be to go, oh, do vinyl, but smaller, where it's just like a cardboard insert. Right. Mm-hmm. Not a whole plastic mess, but I guess made the delicateness of the CD. storage problem. What was your uh, point of connection with Jars of Clay, Carolyn? The only connection I can remember is I think my sister had a Jars of Clay CD, and I followed my sister everywhere and tried to hang out in her room as often as I could. Because she's cool as heck. You were Sally to her Charlie Brown. Yes. Is that their relationship? Or it might have been Marcy to her Peppermint You have Patty. siblings. <laughs> um, you were Kevin to her Kyle. <laughs> uh, and so I remember hanging out in her room. And she, she lived in the basement of my house, which was even cooler. and Because uh, we lived in Michigan. Yeah, she was the Fonz of your family. Yeah. yeah uh, extremely cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I... I I feel like I had familiarity with the songs through that because it was one of the albums she probably played a lot, mm-hmm. in, including Sixpence, None the Richer. Oh, yeah. To the Ooh, point of I Christian actually band. thought these were the same band in my mind. I realized they uh, had okay. like crossed wires. Sure. Uh, but anyway, so but but some of these songs I think became like worship songs later on. Like I feel one like I've sure sung did. them in church. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I that's, think we did too. Yeah. So I think that's my only other relationship with them. My relationship with I never. I don't think I saw them live because... A lot of these like bigger time CCM artists I remember seeing. Kevin was all over. Very cool. <laughs> well, not well. We'll talk about it. <laughs> he was a CCM chaser. <laughs> yeah, chasing that sweet CCM, bro. <laughs> or maybe I did see them live. Maybe I saw them at a brown bag. I did get did them you to go sign to any one of my CDs. No, <laughs> oh, I love seeing as a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> uh, I remember at Family Christian Bookstores in Humble, Texas, they did a CD signing. Wow. Of the White Elephant Sessions, which this it was this weird collection of B sides from If I Left the Zoo. Their third album, which is really, I'm already losing the, the audience in the room. No telling how many audience members I'm losing No, I'm at just home. thinking about uh, it, We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> we Bought a If I Left the Zoo. It's weird that that movie's soundtrack wasn't just that jar. Like, there was an elephant on the, on the cover. It was right just, there. Yeah, it's right mm, there. Yeah. Cameron Crowe, your one misstep <laughs> was not making jars of clay the soundtrack. But so I remember that, and specifically, one of my first ever clearest memories of contemporary Christian music was going to this church, Lindale Assembly of God, also Mm -hmm. in Houston. And it was part of this like 
co-op homeschool situation where it's like it was a private Christian school, but they did fine arts as well. And I was in this play and we would do like these original plays and musicals that these women would write oh. that were like, you know, solid enough to to do, I guess. And, wow. you know, listening back to it. But I remember there'd be the rap party after all the performances were done. Oh, yeah, the sexy rap party. The sexy rap. <laughs> well, it was semi-illicit because it was an Assembly of God church where it's like, you're not supposed to dance. You can't oh, dance really? at the Assembly of God Church. Well, I do remember I went to a wedding year several a wedding there several years later, and they didn't dance because it was like against Paul's. Wow! But I do remember at the at the rap party or the after party, these the a few girls in particular had choreographed a dance to Flood. Oh, Jezebels. <laughs> but, and so I like I have this clear me- so to me hearing that song Flood is just like this insane memory jogger of oh yeah that was when I was like I must have been 9 or 10 and it was you know so you like that's so a very little. formative time. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it wasn't like I don't even think about it in like a, a sexualized way, but it was like, wow, look at these people dancing and there's jars of clay. And I remember the W's, the devil is bad was another one we would dance <laughs> to. And that's where I learned to swing dance. Kinda. Oh, cute. Wow. Yeah. So it's very, so that song in particular I'm is I'm imagining tied. you grew up in like a footloose town, basically, because <laughs> like you're yep. in Texas. Houston, Texas, <laughs> the most footloose of town. John Lithgow was the pastor there. Oh. Um, so that was, so that was my first memory of it. And then. I think my brother had this debut album because a lot of this, a, l- a lot of my musical taste was kind of like you probably with your sister yeah, was totally. dictated by my brother and the mm-hmm. the few couple of years that he was into this stuff. Um, so, guys, you want to give a few of these songs a spin? Yeah. We won't go totally track by track, but we can start with the opener, Liquid. Liquid. Do they even say liquid once in the song? I have no idea. I don't. Th- I was looking at the lyrics today. I don't think they do. Blood, the flesh, arm, nail. No, they don't say liquid. This song sucks. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love this violin. A lot of violin on here, right? Yeah, there is. I was trying to parse like the influences. Can we yeah. all sing along? Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of guys yawning. <laughs> holy. Very holy. Yeah, so at this point, they do not have a drummer. These are just loops. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the core band, neither, none of the four of them are drummers. Oh. So everything, they have touring drummers, and they just switched out one of them a couple years Funny. ago. But yeah, this is all just like, I associate this album a lot with like violin, acoustic <laughs> guitar, and drum loops. Those are like the, the foundational. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, funny. Yeah. They found a violin player, but they couldn't find a drum player. <laughs> just not. <laughs> and weren't they, they met at a music school and they couldn't find a drum? Yeah, yeah. in Greenville, in Illinois. Na- no, in Nashville, no? Well, they met in college, but then they were uh, all from Nashville. Oh, oh okay. that's why it was. Okay. Yeah. How, how do we feel about this song, guys? I can't put my finger on it, but this song, oh, it just makes me feel the 90s so in a yeah. deep way that mm-hmm. I can't describe. And I don't know if it's like the haunting, like, oh. Well, I feel the way, like. Or the way their voices are doubled or something. I don't know. The harmonies are, are good. I feel like Dan's voice in particular, it's almost like a forerunner, 
or forebear to Colin Malloy from the Decemberists. And it, there is like this real like gin blossoms. This is 90s alt rock. Yes. Yeah. And folk rock, just kind of that that kind of lightness Very almost. Very much in that mold, oh, yeah. No, yeah, he's no, not no. a powerful like, you know, yeah. there's nothing <laughs> like, oh, Dan, you've blown us away. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he's just barely getting it's it out every time. pleasant, though. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I, would, I would concur. How do you feel about this song? I, I like they start with the arms nailed down lyric just because <laughs> it's like, just in case you weren't sure if we were a Christian band, <laughs> we're starting with Extremely the stigmata. With, he's uh, sure. attached to the cross. It's the climax. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we we've talked before. I know we're cutting straight to the end of the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it is like we've talked before about. Oh, sometimes, especially with female artists, they sing songs where it's like, is this about your boyfriend or right? Or Are you God? in love with a boy named? Jesus? Yeah, because because they'll just say he. You yeah, know? I'm just like, oh, this is uh, not their boyfriend. This is no. yeah, Jesus, I believe. Uh, but they never say his name. In yeah, the song. these lyrics are like almost painfully sim- simple if you go and read them. Yeah. Oh, I was like I was three surprised sentences that they say over and over. When I looked up the lyrics, I was like, oh, there's not. They repeat a lot of this. Yeah, stuff, that's but it. Yeah. But it's nice. Yeah, it's all right. I like liquid. Liquid's all right. And that one's all right. Yeah. And and even like the monastic chanting, I'm down for. There's something about it. Ooh, Although, I'm, yeah, I'm it's funny to read the, the criticism. I mean, criticism isn't like reviews, not critiques. But, or I guess the critiques at the time, where they said, they have an interesting alt-rock acoustic folk vibe with a little bit of techno. Techno? Because they described drum loops. Like, oh, any drum loops is techno. techno? As like, using technology. Yeah. Well. Like anything. <laughs> That's interesting. Techno was just short for technology. Yeah. There was a button pressed. Right. So, so there's, uh, and I, I remember, I remember, I remember even making fun of this song back in the nineties. Like this one, one thing that I know there's just one. and you'd like never get to it. Like, what is it? Like, I remember oh, yeah. I was like a bit, what's the one thing? There's no payoff. What is the one? Th- I guess the one thing would be like, this is a foundation of our faith. That he, Jesus, Jesus yeah. died, I guess. That he came back. Sure. Nails. Um, also, wasn't a Gregorian chant? Do you remember that <laughs> CD? There's like a CD of mm-hmm. Gregorian monks chanting in the 90s that was popular. I, I there bet, was? Yeah. I wonder if that influenced the, <laughs> the chanting. Was that a trend the trend? Yeah. Oh, Pure yeah. Moods was a bit too. Yeah. Bells was all over the place. Uh, did like the Cranberries use monk chanting as well? Oh, Maybe. I'm probably I off. See that. I just know there's another band that also had the like, yeah. Whoa. They feel in the same world too. Yeah. I like it. Give me that monk funk. There was a, oh, we are monk all funk. about that monk funk on. <laughs> GCF guys so tweet us gifts of what you define as monk funk (laughs) whether that's a monkey playing a bass guitar or oh that's fun yeah there's multiple ways to interpret it no that's the best way though (laughs) (laughs) or like an old monk fruit only yep (laughs) a monk fruit (laughs) or just Tony Shalhoub dancing (laughs) now that's a monk funk I want to I can get behind (laughs) folks but it is funny Again, trying to contextualize it because I don't feel like I'm that great of a music fan. So, so going back and saying, okay, what were people? One of the popular things and one of the like most direct ways to market Christian music, especially back then, although it, it still persists to a level now, is if you like this in regular music, then you'll also like this. Yeah, like here's our Christian derivative yeah. of that. So if you like Run DMC, you'll like DC Talk or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, <laughs> or Nirvana, the DC Talk, <laughs> depending on the album. Yeah. But with this, one of the ones I saw is, oh yeah, they're doing a Dave Matthews band sort of thing. I was like, they are? Okay. 
I, guess, I was trying I guess, like, to see it. Violin, '90s rock, like they've got that going. Yeah, I guess on. there's yeah. a violin yeah, and acoust- strong acoustic and an interesting voice, though not as particular as no. Dave's. Yeah, huh. I don't think the jars of clay took a dump on anyone in a tourist boat either. But uh, did that happen with Dave Matthews? Band? This is a he famous took a dump on someone. No, you know I'm complaining a little bit, but they did need <laughs> to unload like a tank of fecal waste from their tour bus, and they happened to do it over a river. <gasps> while there was a boat <gasps> underneath it and it did splash on it's not like Dave was doing it himself but <laughs> he's like it is this <laughs> there's people <laughs> like no it wasn't quite that but it is an incident that haunts him to this day funny that's hilarious that that's his controversy it was like polluting a, a river with his own doo-doo <laughs> And people. I mean, that's the bigger <laughs> well, yeah, that's headline, true. I think, is... That he got the, the boat. The peep, Yeah, he hit the boat. It's almost like they Polluting were trying boats. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's... I like liquid. Um, I, I think... think there's a joke we can make about poo sticks, but I can't... I'm not quite there all the way. I need sticks. some more time. Because poo sticks is mm-hmm. a, a, when you drop a stick on one, side of, on the, one side of a bridge, and then you like race to see whose stick comes out on the other side Oh, yeah. Faster. That's I called poo sticks. That's oh, called yeah. poo sticks? That's called poo sticks. Yeah, I think it comes from Winnie the Pooh, because Pooh and his friends in the... Oh, would play that game? They would play that game, yeah. Oh, so it's freak. poo sticks. So something with poo... Uh, I'll keep working on it. I'll, I'll interrupt later once I figure than, it out. Mm, yeah. Uh, ants keep marching and poo sticks. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Mark Winnie the Pooh sticks. <laughs> now I think the the third song in the album, "Love Song for a Savior." Mm. Love yes. song for a savior. We we should listen to this one because there's there's a lot to say about this one. I feel like this is the mo- I feel like this is the most traditional song on the album in a lot traditional of ways. CCM song. Yeah, because because they they do explicitly say God, Jesus, mm-hmm. Savior's right there in the title, right? Jesus. Unmistakable. So, Caroline, this is one of the songs I remember singing as a worship song. Yes, in youth group. Yes, this is the one that I wrote down. Which, when I listen to the verses, I'm kind of surprised we sang this in youth group. Because it's so abstract in a way. Yeah, and yeah. it's talking about like a little girl for a good chunk of it, too. Sure. Right? So, or I don't know if she's even a little girl. So, I but mean, the chorus is very a worship songy. Because it's the mo- it's one line repeated one long, four times or eight. Something times. anybody can get behind. I like how it gets a little uh, Titanic at the end of the chorus, too. Is there more violin? Oh, even better. Not a violin. Either a recorder or a penny whistle. Here it is. Yeah! (laughs) Again, they can find this person, not a drummer. I think it always obscure. Wow. Maybe they just instruments. recorded a drummer and then looped him. I don't, maybe we they, don't know. Maybe what Jars do. of Clay hates drummers. They're like, Ooh. we don't need a percussion. Yeah, session. that's we a controversy. Can... They saw Spinal Tap. They saw how many of them died. And yeah, like we're not even. We don't want to bring in that drumsticks. Give us poo sticks instead. <laughs> well, that is funny too like. because the lead singer Dan doesn't really play an instrument. He, oh, just he, sings. he just sings. So yeah. one of the four doesn't play anything. Although I think he played like don't. tambourine on this or something. Yeah. Like maybe one. Maybe that's guitar. him ripping on the flute. I don't know. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. I wish it was. Yeah. I wish it was. 
With, so this song. Yeah, so this song. With that chorus of I Want to Fall in Love With You, this isn't a new observation, but it is always interesting to me how much like part of the Christian, the like cool Christian music does seem to be about trying to like channel adolescence like <laughs> uh, urges into like, oh, they're going to love something. They, oh, might, they should love yeah. Jesus. Like, <laughs> instead of like, I have those feelings like I'm in love with, not Tommy, with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. There's a, That's there's, a very good point. There's like a, I'm on fire for yeah. God. <laughs> for Jesus. Like, and that's why that's why so many of the Christian pop songs are like, wait, who's this about? Is this someone romantic. you have a crush on? Yeah, it's like almost interesting. Yeah. yeah. So like a raw passion gets transmuted into reverence. Right, yeah. And and that is that actually explains there's this great book called uh Body Piercing Save My Life. And yeah. it's I forget the name of the author right now. I'll look it up in a second. But it's it it basically details a lot of the history of CCM and some yeah. worship. Oh. And one thing they observe really well is how how some of the worship lyrics are very adolescent, like contemporary worship, not even like traditional hymns and stuff. It's always fixed on wow, gee golly, it's cool. Yeah. That like I can't believe it that God died for me. Like, amazing love. How can it be? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that sort of thing where That's it's like, uh-huh. wow. Or it's like extremely simplified. Yeah. Down which, to like just, you know, this kind of stuff. Which which I understand in a worship context because if the idea is to do something in a group context where yeah, it's like the everyone, everyone can could, sing along. Yeah, yeah. Right, and right. I actually get turned off when I've been to churches where like, the lead vocals are tough. Right. The melody is weird. Where it's yeah. almost like a Sondheim song. Yeah. Where it's like da 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 da. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I can't do these harmonies. This is like yeah, the, yeah. the vocal range is. You're out. a singer too, so that's like imagine even if you couldn't oh, at all. What? And what a singer! You think I'm a singer? Ooh. My mom asked, "Are you and Kevin gonna sing on the podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, little like, does she oh. know. Yes. <laughs> Our EP is dropping in 2018. Uh-huh. Yeah. What if we put on out an EP? Records. I think you should do it. <laughs> should we tweet at Toby Mac and say sign us, yes. please? I think you should do it. Okay. okay. Thank you. Wow, that was total blind confidence. I mean, we we have pictures that could be band cover pictures. It's true. A la Out of the Gray, or uh, that was a husband and wife duo back in the 90s. Wow. Yeah. So Never Ooh, maybe I should just do this with my husband instead. Uh, He's a better singer than He's I am. He'll last longer. <laughs> Your husband, whose name is Nate. Wow. Is so that... is this complex, like complicated tonight? No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> are you are this, you confused right now? This is yeah. Confusing. Anytime there's another Nate in the room, I'm like, are you are are you getting groceries? I don't know I, what. Uh, <laughs> we live together. No. Yeah. No. No. Are okay. you getting groceries? <laughs> oh Lord! I think we should talk about back to Nate Dern, Woo! not Caroline's Nate's point about it being sort of an adolescent. Like, wow, this is love. This is romance. I'm gonna play a rearrangement or a remix of this song. Oh, uh, we'll listen to it, okay. and at a certain point, it's gonna take a hard left turn. Interesting. And I think it serves your I'm point excited. and what you're saying. This is this is not a fake thing that I've done. Because you've done that. I've done that a bunch of the show. <laughs> it's not one of those. This is not a fake thing. This is a thousand percent real. And I remember, well, let's just play it. Someday he'll call her and she will come running. It's different. There's hand claps. Arms, and the tears will fall down and she'll pray. At ChristianMingle.com, you can join the largest, fastest-growing community of Christian singers. What a turn! What a left turn! The way we did. 
Join ChristianMingle.com today. Joining is easy and free. Wait a second. That seems, that seems sort of sacrilegious in a yeah, way. It's like using the that. phrase, I want to fall in love with you, about but Jesus. Jesus. The song uh, is Joy to the World, I Found Steve. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I wonder if they got any heat for it. Mary, did you know that I'm your man? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, the... Th- I bet they got no heat for that. No, they did not, is is the correct answer. They got no heat for that. Dan Hasseltine, or Hasseltine, yeah. however you pronounce his name, did get heat for saying, I don't see what the big deal is about same-sex marriage oh, on yes, Twitter. It should this. be legal. Oh, okay. really? And he like well, was he trying to have a dialogue about it. And then, he didn't do a good job of it. No, really. I mean, and Twitter's but, not the forum if no. you're going to... Do something. But he did like a long series of tweets, and this went over several days too. That he was like discussing with people. This This was back in 2013 or 14. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not that long. It wasn't. uh, It wasn't the mid 90s when he was tweeting. Yeah, (laughs) he actually invented Twitter. Wow, (laughs) he was the only person on it. The Jarvis Clay guy invented Twitter. Wow. Tweet storms are called floods, But, but I don't understand why. It was okay to do that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because it does just change it. I, or you're so I'll, distracted by just the commercial itself, you don't realize what the, like, sacrilege like, they're Look doing. at the animation at the beginning of this. It's like two animated gosh. hands holding each other. And by the way... Oh, it turned into prayer hands. And then back into holding hands with someone. ChristianMingle.com I would say... That's how I met my husband. Christian, that's not true. Is that true? No, no not that's true. not true. <laughs> I wish it was true. By the way, if you did meet your spouse on Christian Mingle... Power to you. Send us an email. I want to hear about that. Because we will... I, we have... Have we talked about this? <laughs> what? Well, we're definitely going to do the Christian Mingle movie. Oh, yes. Starring Gretchen Wieners. Yes, please. Lisa okay. Chabert. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. But also... I mean, I could go on Christian. Why are you don't trying you? To, are you asking for dates? <laughs> no, I'm not asking for dates. I'm just email, saying, like, Kevin T. Porter no, 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 do to, it to, to, to find love. <laughs> does Christian Mingle cost money? I think it does. Well, okay, so if you work for Christian Mingle, just send Kevin a, a, yeah, a voucher. A so. Kevin's code. <laughs> By the way, Christian Mingle, if you want to be a sponsor of this show, our Please. DMs are open. You can play whatever song you want. We'll take, yeah. we'll take it. No qualms. Yeah. You can say, I love you, you, Lord, and make it like a guy. It's His fine. name, Lord. Yeah, a guy named Lord. <laughs> the name tag says Lord. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we can we'll talk about that later. Christian Mingle? Yeah. Yes. I mean Are we're you definitely actually... gonna do the movie. <gasps> what? You're gonna go on it for the movie? For oh. no, we won't have time for the movie. But what? I just I feel like I feel like there's something there. I would have to we would have to do it in a way where it's like not dehumanizing to yeah, the people like, we'd be interacting oh, with. Oh, like catfishing multiple. Yeah. No, people. and so maybe maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe I shouldn't go on Christian Mingle. I do remember we used to sign up mutual friends of ours for Christian Mingle. Yes. Wait. <laughs> that was fun. Tim? I think I was part of this. Oh, that, oh okay. that might have been before your time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess Love Song for a Savior. It is interesting, by the way, when an artist has a long enough career that they then reuse a song in a different context than the one you've always associated. So for like Caroline and myself, and maybe you at one point, where it's like, oh yeah, this is a worship song. We sing it sometimes. It's clearly about God. Like read the lyrics. It's unmistakable. There's not mm-hmm. a vagueness here at all. And then 20 years later in a commercial, it's like, 
oh, is that about meeting your hubby? Yeah. I guess that's what it was about. You know, I <laughs> like think... it's such a standard that it can just be used as like Christian general announcement. Yeah. And I feel like that happens sometimes in like just regular music. Like when you hear a Beatles song in like a VW commercial, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. I guess, you know, got to admit it's getting better was about the new Jetta. About like cool brands. It's weird. I, I've always hated when Bruce Springsteen's done that. Like when he's campaigned for John Kerry, Barack Obama, it's like, well, actually the promised land was about the Democratic Party. It's like, it was? <laughs> really? Like, it always shrinks down. The... Kevin's a very strong Republican, too, so that I... was especially upsetting for him. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I, I think something is, like, big and mysterious. I think it sucks a lot of the fun out of a particular, like, song, and especially music, when you shrink it down and the artist comments and says, actually, it's this. Right, right. It's just about this. Yeah, I think, know? yeah, any oh. any work of art when... Yeah. Yeah, when the... <laughs> When the creator is like, actually, this is what I was saying. Yeah, it narrows the <laughs> interpretive uh, most, breadth that it could have mm-hmm. had. Most artists seem pretty cool with like, everyone can interpret this how they mean. And that's part of the fun of it. And it's that's the magic of it, too. So when they're just like, no, that was just pretty much about my sister. Yeah, yeah when Darren Aronofsky comes out and says, oh, yeah, that was about climate change. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's okay. like, oh cool. I liked my idea better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. that can happen in many, many spaces. What other songs stuck out to you guys? On this album, um, the child abuse song. Whoa, the child abuse song. <laughs> What's that one? Uh, that is he. Yes. The beginning of which sounds Children like playing. Yep. Is that a playground? Well, it sounds Art? like the beginning of like a John Travolta movie. Okay, the <laughs> where his son the opening gets guitar killed. when it comes Maybe face in. Off? <laughs> yeah, face off. I think is the. Yeah, face <laughs> off. Uh, the opening guitar reminded me of like romance movies, and it made me think of like having a crush. Let's hear it. But then it's. Not about that. Caroline, I just think you're cool, is all. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you met your husband, right? Yeah. I want to I'm cool. I want you, how you and your husband Nate, met, to be like the Joker origin story of this podcast where it changes every, <laughs> every episode. <time>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is pretty intense. Yeah. I forget what story in particular inspired them um, to do this. I don't know. It's hard to tell that the song in, in general just seems like child abuse is pretty sad. It's just not good. I don't know if they had a specific story. Yeah. But I was just surprised there was a song about that on this album. Specific. On their like debut album, these college boys. Yeah. Not that college boys can't take care well, about child I don't, abuse. I don't but. think they were gunning for mainstreamer crossover success like from the oh. sounds of it and reading interviews they were just them, trying to finish some assignments honestly <laughs> like I think well it's even when cute. they signed for Essential Records they said we want to we want to sell 30,000 by Christmas you know it came out mid or late 95 uh-huh. or May early 95 and so and then it sold millions obviously right. in flood they didn't expect a crossover so I think the end result like outstretch their ambition in a weird way so this yeah this may have been a song they're like oh i wrote this because i care about this issue i didn't think it was going to be like yeah they weren't gunning for the billboard top big album but what i do appreciate about this is the idea of ccm or christian music informing things that are more of a worldview than like and that's why god is the best at it you know it's like <laughs> yeah okay what does it mean to think about these things through a specific lens. Right. Although, I mean, some of these lyrics are 
I mean, but you can do that well or you can do that poorly. Like, I think when we were talking about DC Talk and we were talking about some of their... You're correct. Like, songs about racism, which they did. <laughs> it was, like, so winky and... God bless America is just a pun. Yeah. Or God we trust. Or it, yeah. like, became conflated with, like, all of society's wrongs are bad and stuff like that. It was, like, a weird missed opportunity, whereas this... Maybe really good, actually. It's more explicit. I mean, the lyrics are, Daddy, don't you love me? Then why do you hit me? And Mama, don't you love me? Then why do you hurt me? Yeah. Thanks. Fearful tears are running down the pain you've laid. Don't speak a sound. Don't take my heart away from me. And they think I fell down again. And then in the bridge, you know, my Jesus, his children, he holds in his arms. So it's like, here's the problem. Here's the solution. It's very sweet. But it's interesting to, like, take worldview into a... Mm -hmm into a specific context. Yeah. At first, this was my least favorite song in the album, and then I oh, read really? the lyrics, and I was like, well, I guess I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. person. <laughs> <laughs> I, felt, I felt real song bad about sucks. it. <laughs> Everything about it. Well, and it's funny, too. I think, I think what might be helpful for us as well, there's this book called The Apostles of Rock. It's written by these two guys, J.R. Howard and John M. Streck, and they classify Christian music in three different ways. Separational, integrational, transformational. Hmm. So separational would be something that's like super evangelistic, super like, God is your Lord and you need to accept him. Baba ba da 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 It's like Christian FUBU, basically. It's okay. like, it's not going to reach an audience. Like maybe there'll be the occasional convert, but for the most part, it's like... Just like, we all know what the thing is, so yeah. now we can talk about and it. And it's almost like the act of bringing contemporary music to Christianity. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. There's integrational, which is more like like a good example of that would be Amy Grant, who obviously made very Christian stuff, but then th- this would basically be like your crossover. And Jars of Clay, mm-hmm. I think might be like an integrational kind yeah. of artist where it's like it's not so much bringing music to Christianity as it is Christianity to music. So it's like make a record and then however it's informed. It's not it does, just for us Christians here. Yeah. So like stuff like Flood where it's not like the chorus is here's how to accept him in your heart. It's like, yeah. it, it, there's some Christian imagery and lift me up. Oh, that could be about a friend or it could be about God. Like it, it could be whatever you want. And then transformational, which is the one they had the hardest time in the book kind of defining is like more like Pedro the Lion and David Bazan and, and Sufjan Stevens and other people. It's like, you're trying within the context. You don't really care about mainstream versus Christian. You're just kind of doing your own thing and confounding everybody. Oh, okay. And it'll be interesting. I feel like out of those three, Jars of Clay fits integrational the most. Interesting. Because cause it doesn't feel like they're ripping people off and like, we're the Christian this. It does right. feel like they're taking the influences of the time and then applying them and then, you know, going back. I was reading too that later on in their career, they were considered like more transformational and more... Like, we don't know what they are. They don't seem to be committing either way. Um, well, they were really troubled by it. So yeah. when they did, you know, when they first started touring, they were opening for Michael W. Smith. Mm-hmm. Smitty, as he's called by people in the music industry. He is. A very interesting <laughs> move. That oh, cool. I still understand. But then when they started touring with Sting and and these other guys, like Matchbox 20, they got crap from people for it. They're like, For well, being you're, Christian? Well, because. Like you sold yeah. out. Yeah, because it's oh. like you're well, yeah, they got crap from people from Christian people. Like you're not preaching the gospel at your concerts. Oh, you're not doing okay. cuz oftentimes and especially in the early days of CCM, what you would see is the success and measure of how good 
the music was is how much are you preaching at your concerts mm-hmm. how much are you making explicit are you doing an altar call is anyone getting saved yeah and jars of clay was like in your interviews yeah Yeah. and they're just Uh, like way more chill about like but they did the thing where they kind of i actually have a quote about it yeah um this is from 2002 though uh, in an interview with npr um and hasseltine said our songs are not there really to explain our faith but are written about our life that is affected by our faith And it was a decision to shy away from traditional religious language as a conscious one, in part to make their music more accessible to those like put off by religion. Sure. And to love people in a way that isn't exclusive to simply people that understand the language of Christianity. Interesting. Which I thought was like kind of a nice way to put it of what they're trying to do. There's nothing on this album that makes me cringe. Like even on a lyrical level. That that quote is from later on. Yeah. When I think a lot more of their albums are a little more like not what extremely Christian yeah. sounding as opposed to this. But I think this, you can already see this is like, this is where they will head eventually. It is interesting. I feel like this approach as opposed to DC talk is very FUBU. DC talk is yes. very, we're going to perform at Billy Graham's Crusades. Mm-hmm. This is what hip hop is like, guys. Look, everybody, we love Christ. Yeah, Nothing exactly. bad will happen to you. We'll listen to her song. <laughs> yeah, heaven bound. Yeah. Um, so I, I find... I don't know, not not to say that they have way more who can make the judgment call, but I feel like the approach in lifestyle for Jars of Clay is a little more palatable than it is for people like DC Talk. And everyone has, and everything has its place, but... Mm-hmm. Palatable for the general sphere. And I think even for myself listening to this yeah. stuff, where it's just not... I, at no point am I getting like... Chill out, Dan. Like, I'm never <laughs> no. overwhelmed by what they're saying. In fact, after listening to the, the whole album, I was... <laughs> this is not necessarily a dig, but the what, the word that came to mind was like, that was inoffensive. <laughs> like, in every way. That was just sure. a nice album. Yeah. Well, speaking of nice, let's listen to the biggie, guys. It's Flood. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, this is a jam. This is it. <laughs> it is a jam, right? <laughs> I, to this day, I still say rain, rain on my face, like in my head when it starts raining. When it starts raining? <laughs> I like can't help it. <laughs> I wonder if this kind of codified the over-reliance in Christian music on water, <laughs> on water. metaphors. <laughs> on flood imagery yeah. and water <laughs> Yeah. I remember Rolling Stone took a dig at them and they it's said, the, yep. oh, they're doing Noah's Ark in this song. Like, Rolling Stone was trying to diss him because they were having some success. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think... I don't think Dan is Noah in this... Is he? No. He's not Noah. I don't know. What do you think? Two by two animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> all, all I see right now is my prepubescent mind seeing girls dancing around at a. To that song? <laughs> Honestly, it's still and there. Listeners, you that can't see this, but dance. Kevin is dancing around. His right shirt's off. He's, a little He's wow. twirling it around. <laughs> Half true. <laughs> Half true. Half true. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good. It's a great song. It's hard to think, argue, man. Yeah, yeah uh, I think Flood 
fl- if like flood came on the radio today and I was driving my car, I would my reaction would be like, ooh, and I would turn it up. I would too. And probably any if any other song on this album came on the radio today, I might be like, why is this and like <laughs> skip to the next? Like, why is this station playing this? And it's like, why do you think you like this song so much? I don't know. It's a jam. Is it the yell chorus? <laughs> I think. Da, 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 I think it is. It does feel like that passion. It does feel like you yeah. can like. Ah. Yeah, you yeah. Can sing along. This with is it. the closest they get to powerful. Yeah, in the sense of, <laughs> to any sort sense of, of emotion. Because those, right? those harmonies are cool. I like those harmonies because uh-huh. it's kind of it's almost weird. It's almost dissonant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it feels like. It does feel angsty. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. You got that classic Dave Matthews violin and the bridge. Have you guys seen the music video for this? No. It's very it? 90s. It's oh, very typical yes. of the time. I was watching it today. It's them. Like full on long hair, Hanson hair, and like very big cool. baggy pants. And they're like wandering through an abandoned house or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Ooh. I realize there's a violin breakdown. Mm hmm. <laughs> did you listen to it? <laughs> I did. I forgot about this. <laughs> My life is brilliant. My love is brilliant. My name's Noah. Make a movie about me, Darren Aronofsky. If I can't swim after 40 days. Yeah, this song is kind of undeniable. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I would sing this in worship. Was this a worship song? I would. I wish it was. I'd Wait, put my hands all the way up for we this We tried one. to sing it, I remember. You did? Really? Job. Yeah, because we, we had our, like, the youth service, which was the third service in the morning, where we would, ha- like, depending on who was coming that week, we might have, like, a guitar or bass. Oh, right. And we would try to do, like, <laughs> So you could tear something songs. up cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it is interesting, the stuff that sometimes... I feel like the worship music industrial complex is now very well established. It's basically whatever a handful of people do, we're just going to pour it over. Like mm-hmm. whether it be Hillsong or Maranatha Bethel. or Bethel. Mm-hmm. But before then, there was a little bit of chaos, especially in like turn of the century, 90s, early aughts. It was like, I remember we tried to make Mercy Me's I Can Only Imagine into a worship song. <laughs> we had a listener write in saying that so, that in their youth group, they had sang the cartoon song like as a worship song. Like everyone solemnly, which oh, cartoons a, will maybe play we'll for you after, to, but yeah, it's like maybe. a very silly song. And they were like solemnly trying to worship with what that. Interesting. I would like to hear more stories about um, weird songs that made it into your worship services. There was a chaotic time. Yes. What you see now a lot of times, too, is people, because there's that, oh, we're going to pull from the biggies, like from the Walmarts mm-hmm. and Targets of people who sell worship music, the Amazon.coms. And then there's sometimes people who are like, you know what? We're going to be the mom and pop worship store. And they'll write their own music in-house oh, yeah. to do at their... I went to a church in Portland a couple of weeks ago that did it. And the music was good. It was like a folky country sort yeah, of vibe. Yeah, I'm sure it was it good. It was all music that they made? That they wrote. Yeah. That they wrote? Yeah, wow. except for one song. It was all in-house stuff. I feel and like depending label. on your worship pastor, that's pretty common. Really? Yeah, to like write write music and sing it to your congregation. The old Congregations church, are also very adverse to learning new songs a lot right, of the time, right. so it's very like difficult to make that happen. Well, you want to be seeker-sensitive. Seeker-sensitive is a term used when a church in kind of the flow of worship and how things go, the volunteers, it's all set up to be friendly 
to people new to the church who have never been before. Yeah, who have no context for like, oh, how do we do prayer time or whatever? And some churches are super seeker friendly and they get criticized for being too like generic and only talking about the love of Jesus. And then some churches are not secret friendly. At all. Yeah. (laughs) And like they shut the doors during the service. You're saying seeker? Seeker. Seeker. Like I'm seeking Jesus. Yeah. Are there any other songs worth talking about on the album? I like Worlds Apart. I like Boy on a String. I haven't liked Like a Child. Like there's not, I'm tipping my hand. But it's there, a good album. There's no songs here I'm like, no, out. Right. Other than he, and again, I feel like a jerk <laughs> for saying that. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I do, uh, contrary to the popular opinion, I do oppose child abuse and all its Children forms. are important. They Kevin are. opposes child abuse. I do. He's taking sand. You can quote me take that strong stance. Pro kids. Very PC. Uh, PK. Not pastor's kid. Pro, <laughs> Pro kids. children. Pro children. Still works. Uh, <laughs> Four. Fun. See, they're being silly. They're silly. This is Boy on the String. Silly boys. There's a lot of uh, marionette puppets. I was confused that Boy on the String. What's confusing about it? <laughs> I was confused if they were talking about themselves in yeah, the music industry what's or something. I'll, I'll read some of the lyrics for you. The marionette has your number. He's pulling your arms and legs till you can't stand on your Or is that Satan? Dragging your conscience on the stage. And your heart gets rearranged. And you cannot tell your mentor from your maker. Your pastor from your God? I don't know. Yeah. Crowd bleeding with... <laughs> that is violent. Look at the crowd bleeding with laughter. Yeah. They don't see behind the lights. Here. Maybe it's like religion sometimes can make you a puppet. But then they were saying that like the puppeteer is watching sadly as his play is not going according to plan or something. I feel sadness like Geppetto watching the life that he right? created run away, seeing the puppeteer's intrusion and or, holding the remit. Or I sometimes Geppetto is God. Well, some I don't know. Or or is Geppetto I've said the? It. Or is Geppetto the pastor? I think because I, it feels a little bit like I remember people would be critical of like Christians who only went through the motions, who like uh-huh. who would go to church. Fat babies, and, if you will. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we're just like doing what our pastor says. Yeah, but then not actually like live it with their lives. <laughs> yeah. So are those the puppets? Well, I think Geppetto's God, because it says, feel sadness like Geppetto watching the life that he created. Oh, okay. Unless your pastor's your dad. <laughs> That's true. Huh. In the case of Katy Perry. <laughs> Geppetto also specifically, well, Geppetto created Pinocchio, yeah. who then was infused mm. with life by a magical fairy. By a magical force. fairy, <laughs> right. which is God the Mother. Sure. Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah. like a <laughs> trinity, yeah. a Holy wow. Spirit. A Holy oh, Spirit yeah. Trinity. The Blue Fairy is the Holy Spirit. The Blue Fairy is the Holy Spirit. <gasps> Whoa, an, an interesting reinterpretation of... Because she's kind of uh, magical, <laughs> and she only shows up, and it's very confusing what she is. Meryl Streep plays her in AI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. AI's kind of messed up. Yeah, it makes me feel weird. I remember really liking the movie when I saw it, but I was also 12 and probably didn't understand what I was supposed to for a while. For a very long time, I just assumed that all movies were good because I was like, well, (laughs) you know, like adults made this. They They put a lot of money into it. They wouldn't make it if it was bad. If I don't like it, clearly I'm in the wrong Right, that's how I would feel. (laughs) Like I just must not get it. Plus Jude Law was in it. He was just like, oh, what a dream boat. Joe, what do you know? What? Oh, yeah. That was his yeah. catchphrase in the in movie. In that weird land. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe, yeah. What do you that's know? right. Yeah. One working theory I have going deeper and deeper into this podcast is 
I think most of the movies and, and TV shows and whatever visual media we'll encounter will be less than good or to mediocre. Might be cheesier. I feel <laughs> cheesier I, than the music. I feel like the music ha- has a better shot mm-hmm. at being quality. Interesting. Overall, it takes interesting theory. Less production to make music. I think so. I think the more like it's the difference between like these four boys making a record. There's only four boys having to hold an egg on a spoon. Like a boy on a string. Wow. Now you get a hundred people involved and you make fireproof. Yeah. There's more ways that can go wrong. And it takes more money. So you have to, you have yeah. like more gatekeepers who have to approve That's true. a script or That's things true. like that. So the Although, less people it takes, the more blame there is when it's not good. Well, so if it they, takes two people to host a podcast. And they just believe in it, then they can just make it. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you know off the top of your head what percentage of the U.S. is still Christian? 69. Is it? Is it 69? <laughs> nice. Nice. I don't know, Uh, but it seems it's a sizable percentage. I think it's less than the majority now. Well, white evangelicals are not the majority anymore. I could look at this fact while we keep talking. Well, just because it seems like even just from like a cynical movie studio perspective, if they did make a big budget Christian movie, like there would be an audience for it in the U.S. I mean, and and globally, that's kind of what Passion of the Christ. Yeah, proved on Passion of the Christ is a weird yeah. example though because there was like weird quote unquote star power with Mel Gibson directing right. it. Yeah. So there was like a there was like a marketable hook to and it. And I guess we were just talking about Noah that was just made and, and yeah, that that's so true. Well. Oh, it did okay, didn't it? Um, I think I think it might have been a flop. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, People didn't connect with rock monsters. <laughs> There's weird rock. It's it's like the dark crystal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess there's there's more, there's lots of, or like sometimes movies will touch on religious themes. Like this is a weird example, but like Bruce Almighty or something like that. Yeah, totally. It like acknowledges that God is real, but then like departs. I think there's still plenty of movies and they will probably always do this. It use Christianity as a mythology. Just it is such a touchdown. Yeah. That it's not necessarily like a FUBU situation where like, this is for the Christians. In fact, it's probably almost really not. I wonder if that even falls into any of those categories, something like that. Yeah. Transformational, integrational, separational. They need a fourth category where it's just like inspirational sports movies where they pray. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Almost. There's a whole category of Christian football movies, but there's like a fourth category where it's just like this is not made by Christians at all, but, but it has uses Christians Christianity in it or uses Christian, right? Yes, yeah, uses either positively or negatively, right? Right. Yeah. Christian cultural appropriation, maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Mumford and Sons, like we were talking about last week. Oh, kind of, yeah. Because you know? people thought they were Christian, did but they? they not. Yeah. Oh. They would sing because they talk about grace and oh. faith and yeah, faith and grace. Grace and okay. that. Grace and Frankie. Okay. <laughs> Faith and Hope. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. weird that those were two TV shows, Grace and Frankie and Faith and Hope. That's really weird. That's it's weird, right? <laughs> Guys, I think it's time to rate the album. Yeah. The way this works, Nate, we're going to give a simple, basic thumbs up, thumbs down in the form of a holy roast or a holy toast. Holy toast, we're going to send it to heaven where all the angels will be toasting it for eternity. <laughs> Holy roast. We're going to send it to hell, where it's going to burn forever. Nice. That's fun. I feel, like, I feel like you want more of those songs every time. Yeah, you I love them. Like he just I starts grooving and then it cuts yeah. off. Just a little taste. Just a taste. Yeah. Just a yeah. You can you play on your Spotify on the way home. It's all good. <laughs> so, Caroline, we'll start with you. Okay. And your thoughts on Jars of Clay's self-titled debut album. 
Jars of Clay, pleasantly inoffensive. Uh, a good album. Like, I would listen to this. Uh, it's good to put on in the background. Um, this <laughs> this album also seems to me like like you would use these songs to guys would lose, learn this on the guitar for the first time. Like, this is my first song. And I learned it in Flood. college at Crew or Maybe, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, I think it's good, especially for their like very first effort that they put out, you know, as a new band. Sure. Um, so I'm going to give Jars of Clay holy toast. A holy toast. Okay. Yes. Nate, we turn to you. I'm going to say, I, I will, I'll admit that pro- the only song on this that I would still listen to today is Flood, but Flood is such a jam that it really is carrying a lot. Uh, a lot of uh, weight water. in my vote. A lot of water, a lot of water weight, though. <laughs> in my vote. Um, and I do, I do think it's a good album. Would you say and it's keeping it afloat? Oh, you could say it's keeping it afloat. Okay. Flood especially is keeping it afloat. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and I, did li- I liked it enough <laughs> as a youngster, and Flood is still good enough that I'm going to give it a big old holy toast. Holy oh. toast. Well, guys, listen. I found myself, because we... This is homework. When we have a topic for the show, we got to listen to it or watch it. And then Mm -hmm. so we can talk about it and have, you know, cogent thoughts about it. I found myself listening to this album more than I needed to. Whoa. (laughs) Hey. Multiple times. I'm a member. Do you guys know what last.fm is? Yes. It's the scrobbling service, which means every time you play something from your Spotify or on your computer, it's kind of like it's an automated journal for your listening history. Oh. And I will say, in the last 30 days, I have scrobbled jars of clay 105 times. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Which is more than I need to. Wait, like, <laughs> is that 105 listens to a song or is that 105? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's 105 pretty listens to a song. significant. Yep. I stopped listening to this album to go listen to Lady Gaga. Because <laughs> <laughs> I needed something with some oomph. A little oomph. Uh-huh. So uh, sounds- Boy on the String didn't have enough oomph for you. <laughs> so what are yeah. you voting? I, I don't know. Yeah, well, okay, I don't know. Well, I was building it up all to say I actually hate it. I was <laughs> what a t- Now that's a left turn, even <laughs> more than Christian. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I like it. I think it has a good sound. I think... In any way that it is dated as an album, it is charmingly so. It yeah. is not derivative. It's definitely a product of the time, but not in a way that feels regressive or problematic in some of the cases we've seen <laughs> right. in the past. <laughs> yes. And I like those vocals, but I like those acoustic guitars and violins. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving it a holy toast. Guys, we have a unanimous holy toast. Hooray. This thing is heaven power. Thank you, DC Talk, for that jam. <laughs> but we want to know what you, the listener, think of this album. We're poking, we're putting up an. Uh, we're poking a, a poll. We're poking a poll. Well, kind of. We're going to put up a poll on our Twitter <laughs> for the next seven days. You can give this album a holy roast or holy toast. So why don't you go to at Christian Fun Pod and just uh, Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> that was fun. I don't like you. <laughs> We'll be right back with more good Christian fun. <laughs> this HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. 
Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, by the way, in our Jars of Clay discussion, very recent reference in P. Holmes' show, Crashing, on HBO. Oh, really? Second episode in, he has Artie Lang in his car, and, he, and he's going through his CDs. Oh, yeah, and he's that's like, right. what is this? And it's Jars of Clay, and he sings along to Flood. So, <laughs> a recent reference. What's Jars of Clay? That's, uh, that's, that's music. It's a rock band. Oh, yeah? It's what are they saying? It's Christian rock. It's probably why you haven't... Oh. Come on. I can't wait. Party. Jars of Clay, people make fun, but they rock, man. They rock. It's music with a message. What's the message? Kill yourself? Check it out. Alright, just stop. Come on, man. I'm going to tuck and roll out of the car if you keep that on. And then on Twitter, they did exchange pleasantries. Really? Oh, uh, really? They were like, That's nice cute. shout out. And they were like, thanks, you too, or whatever it was. Uh, That's good. Guys, before we get into this next segment, Caroline, I need to follow up on something okay. from a previous episode. And Nate, I hope you find this interesting as well. Very first episode we did was episode one, Katie Hudson. Uh-huh. And... In that episode, I talked about, oh, yeah, I was at a concert of hers when I was a kid. I met her. I was, you know, friends with one of the, you know, one of the guys that worked at the Christian radio station. I said, I think we, I can't remember, but I think we, like, recorded some stuff with her. Well. No way. A friend of mine, (laughs) my friend who worked at that Christian radio station, 89.3 FM, KSBJ in Houston, got back to me with some audio that is confounding that it exists what katie hudson the artist now katie perry this is me as an 11 year old boy talking to katie hudson so katie tell us about your upcoming album (gasps) (laughs) hey uh my album comes out uh march 6th on red hill records Oh my gosh. I'm very excited. I'm like, you know, and it sounds a little bit, it's like a modern pop rock. 
Yeah, I guess. Something like that. Are you excited to be touring with Phil Joel? Um, you know, I, I kind of had to have a, a, a bag, a barf bag, because I was so excited. I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm really excited. And I, I absolutely have grown up listening to him and Phil from Joel. the Newsboys. And I love Vienna, and I love Ursuit so much. And Ursuit. Now I'm muting Do you want to make any closing comments? Um, no, I just, I guess, I just hope you like the music, and I hope you have, like, the best time here. So, thanks, Aww. Kevin, so much. That's incredible. Kevin! I can't believe what this exists. What a gem. This oh was, how did God. he have that? 16 years ago. That's amazing. I don't know what why this exists. On? I don't know. That's wonderful. I'm trying to, wow. I, I weirdly have a memory of her saying, thanks, Kevin, so much. Thanks, I remember Kevin that part. So, much. so I remember re-listening to it with Kent and Jordan back from that time. Oh my gosh. I was like, but, uh, we didn't air it on the radio. It wasn't. Uh, what was it for? I bet we thought <laughs> you oh, went full on interviewer style well, with her. That was amazing. Yeah, I was such a little. I listen to this. I'm like, I would have beat me up. I would have stuffed me in a <laughs> locker. So punchable. Look at this. Listen to this little d bag. So Katie, tell us about your upcoming album. Ew. I love it. No, Ew. I love it. It's adorable. Um, do you have any closing comments? Yeah, yeah like it's, it's not so a debate. Sweet. So cute. She's not running for president. What was I thinking? <laughs> you have any closing comments? Good. She handled it so well. She's like what, fifteen? She's or poised. Yeah, she's fifteen wow. or sixteen. Even. I think oh you're gosh. both great. I like both of you. You both have a level of professionalism yeah, that, that I that hope was to so have someday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really has no value <laughs> other than. Maybe you'll play this on a podcast 16 years from <laughs> well, now. No, she becomes Katy Perry. That's yeah. value. Wow. Weird. That's so that's an, crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it exists. And that Kent still had it is incredible. I'm just now imagining the situation, too, where you guys went and like met her backstage. Yeah. And then pulled out a recorder and were like, can we uh, ask you some questions? And she's like, is this an 11-year-old Wall Street <laughs> Journal reporter? Is so, that like, why? <laughs> wow. Is this kid president? What's she's going so on? She so humored you. It was really yeah, yeah, she was nice. Yeah. yeah, she, she, I told, see, she was savvy even at that time. She yeah. like knew how to treat people yeah. well imagine if she was an asshole and here we are playing hey. it for everybody <laughs> you know yeah. the thing is i don't think like that sort of bad behavior is tolerated that well in in christian music because i think like you have an affair and your career gets threatened it's mm -hmm. not like rock and roll where, where the more controversy cool. yeah, yeah where there's whatever. like there's almost like a myth to it yeah so so that was my interview that was wonderful <laughs> that is the cutest thing what an exclusive oh, that was yeah. delightful good Christian that was, one. that was delightful I'm excited for the album <laughs> yeah oh my gosh it wasn't so even cute. out yet so that's wild um, guys, now it's time for what's quickly become, I think, a favorite segment <laughs> among our audience. It's time for the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. Ooh. The worst. All right, Nate, you're I new to the show. I love all the stingers. You've done a good job. <laughs> trying. <laughs> We're trying to make it an experience for people. <laughs> The way this works... A jarring experience. A jarring of a, clay experience. Ah, ah. So the way... That's, that left sounded fake, Carolyn. Yeah, it did. It's because it was. Hey, that was a rebuke. You handled it well. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I receive your heart. I rebuked you right back. The way this worked, Nate... This, the way this worked, Nate, is... We've nominated a song mm -hmm. as the worst Christian song of all time. Last time, we challenged it with a new song. Ooh. 
it, to see if that would be the worst Christian song of all time. Okay. It rained. It beat the Challenger. Okay. So now this is the third time in a row that we've said this song is the worst Christian song of all time. We're going to play a little bit of it for you. Okay. And then we're going to have a new song. A Challenger. And then we're going to vote which one is the worst Christian song of all time for okay. this week. I'm ready. Side so, note, our previous guest who heard the current worst song pretty much voted it so that you happen to listen to it <laughs> the next funny. time or the next guest would have to know what it's like to hear like that. that. And we got a lot of blowback Sadistic. for excluding breakfast as the worst, as for yes, voting we did. it out. Yeah, but yeah. that's okay. Nay, this is Cartoons, the aforementioned Cartoons by Chris Rice. Yeah, I was thinking the other day. What if cartoons got saved? I have harmonies now. <laughs> Nate's face looks like he tasted something rotten. <laughs> I, do, I mean, I hate this. Oh, yeah, I hate this. <laughs> well, wait for it. No. <laughs> no. Oh God. No, but wait for it, dude. Whoa. <laughs> Is this a, for children? No Can one you knows. Get to Elmer Fudd? No. <laughs> oh no. That was Ninja Turtles. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kermit the Frog here. Who is this? This is Chris Rice. What else does Chris Rice do? Smell the Color Nine. Is that like a children's song or oh, for adults? Here's Caroline's. <laughs> no, he makes like, you know, adult oh, contemporary yeah. music, presumptively. Okay. This was a hit on Christian radio. How long ago? Um, This was like 10 years ago, at least. To his credit, no, 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 he didn't intend ago. for this to become a hit. It was like a song he wrote for his youth group. To be silly? To be silly, and then it got out of hand. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, that is the kerning reigning champ. And Nate says, quote, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) I hated that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm sure he's a nice... No, that's a very fair reaction. He might be a nice man. He might. I I hated that song. (laughs) I will say, actually, you know what? I did this a while ago for context, but I thought it might be helpful in the room. This is a picture of what he looks like. Oh, not not what oh, I was expecting. That either. actually makes me like it more. He just really looks like, yeah. well, he just looks like a goofy dad, like the fun dad at a wedding. Like he's not trying to be cool or funny. Did you yeah. expect a guy in a leather jacket smoking? <laughs> I, that I don't know. I kind of yeah, that's a good point. I, I guess yeah. I, ex- I think I thought I pictured more of a younger guy who thought he was being really clever yeah, or something. Yeah, sure. so funny. I yeah. get that. Yeah, but he doesn't just generally do Christian kids music. He does he does something else entirely. Uh, so that was an anomaly. But Caroline, Nate, I've texted you the lyrics ooh, for hello. today's- for the, for the challenger? Nominee for the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. We got this oh, nomination yes. from several- people okay so <laughs> when we get the same song multiple you know times you gotta do it we need to do it this song is called big house by audio adrenaline audio adrenaline yeah I didn't know that. You, you thought it sounded so it's kind of smash mouthy sounding yeah although this is 1993 i think when it came out let's listen to the lyrics I don't know where you lay your head or where you call your home. Oh, you know it. I don't know where you eat your meals or where you talk on the phone. <laughs> I don't know if you got a cook or button 
Sounds fake. <laughs> Come and go with me to my father's house. Come and go with me to my father's house. It's a big, big house with lots and lots of room. We're, Caroline and I are doing the motions and they're the same. Big, big yard. Curious to see how this next lyric goes. Okay. I think that's enough. <laughs> I think we get it. Um, you know what it, it reminded me of? There's another, I think it was from the 90s. There's a one-hit wonder that had a song called What Do I Do Right? What Do I Do Right? Can you hum it? Uh, maybe it, it might have been by a band called Jimmy's Chicken Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds made up. What did... I love it already. What Do I Do Right? Uh, the song is just called Do Right by Jimmy's Chicken Shack. <laughs> And I will. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. We'll make the bed up straight. Oh my gosh. I stay out late. I never take you out. That's what you're all about. Whoa. Whoa. Smell like smoke. Everything's just a joke. I never look at you. To my father's house. Wait till we get to the chorus. Okay. It'll, okay. Feel, it'll feel similar. You tell me, please, Maybe. What do I do? What do I a little? Do? What do I do? To my father's house. Yep. <laughs> I see it. I see it. So why I bring that up, thank you so much for playing it, sincerely. You're so welcome. Is I didn't like that song, uh, Big House. I did not like it. Okay. But as it was going on, <laughs> I, it was, uh, I was like, oh, it, it reminds me of, of Do-Right, which I do like in a guilty way. Okay. So then I started to like it more. Because okay. I was like, oh, it reminds me of that other song. Yeah. So you, so you kind of like it. <laughs> so it kind of has I'll fun, say like, I, punky association. Yeah. Thing. I'll say I started to come around by the end. Well, the lyrics <laughs> are, Whoa. and I liked you guys dance. Just on a, <laughs> that's true. Caroline and I had an unplanned choreographed dance that I think millions yes. of kids. Oh, I still have done this song at yeah. camps with kids. So yeah. there's a full motion, like hand motions that you do with that chorus <laughs> and you make the shape of a house. And it's you very make offensive the table. to And ASL the football people. part, everyone pretends to throw a football. That's and a we lot all of fun. Football. Yeah, it's big fun time for uh, junior okay. high. I'm, I'm going to say that I feel pretty strongly that Big House <laughs> is a good song that I don't like. <laughs> whereas <laughs> Cartoon, what's it called? Well, before, before we it's give our final ratings. I oh, hate. Well, <laughs> Before, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, Big ha- just on a lyrical level, Yeah, though, man. C- CCM Magazine, which, by the way, if you own copies of CCM Magazine, uh-huh. let me know. A very sweet listener has offered, and by the time this comes out, has probably I've probably received old issues of Brio Magazine. No way! Yep. Oh, I'm going to read those. Oh, yeah. I love Brio. But 
They CCM Magazine voted this the number one song of the 90s. Fashion music. Really? And just on a lyrical level, I do feel like we should try to God explain it. Come and go with me to my father's house. It's a big house, lots and lots of room, big table, lots and lots of food, big yard. We can play football. So, you know, the metaphor almost tracks until we start getting the NFL involved in the, in the course. Because it's like, oh, it's heaven, or it's like in eternity, there's mansions. But oh, this is. I thought it just meant religion in general, like, or Christianity. Like, so everyone, everyone's invited to be a Christian. It's maybe, a big house. But this is a heaven metaphor. It is? Yes. I would not have guessed that. Because in heaven, I. I'm losing track of where this comes from, but we're all going to have maybe a mansion or a house that like is for us. So it's specifically a heaven metaphor. That was lifestyles yes. of the rich and famous you're getting that from. Yeah. <laughs> heaven cribs. With me, Robin. Um, yeah. So this is describing. So saying I you're all like, alone. So at the end, it's like, so you're going to hell unless you join me. <laughs> yeah. All I yeah, know is you're, you're, gonna you're, you're you're all a little alone. Shack. No, so why not come with me? So that kind of sure means it's also like, like a general invitation to Christianity. Okay. Yeah. But so, but at the end, it's like either the choices are either you're alone in in hell or yeah. join oh, yeah. us in your in the big house. Yep, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> where, where where also I'm in, I'm confused is I don't know if you got a cook, a butler, or a maid. So who's doing that in heaven? Are those angels? Are those oh. the saints? Are those the apostles? Oh, who's the maid? Because that's implying Probably. that this house does have those. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, listen, maybe, listen, I don't know if you got a cook or a maid. His I do. house is a very American normative house that, that I don't agree with. It feels with. Yeah. like it. I hope those are angels because otherwise, I don't know. There's some bad Christians. There's, Probably you yeah. and me, Kev. <laughs> Where you, you just barely made the cut. Yeah, we're just like, oh, we'll help out out here. Hey, I it would be an honor to be in a, a butler for eternity. <laughs> I want to be a butler for Jennifer Garner's house. Oh, Come and go with me, Jennifer. We need a genesis. <laughs> we need a genesis. Okay, this song, the Let's, lyrics, yeah. these are a Bible thumper bumper sticker. They like, are, because it's they a are. pun. And yeah. it's a metaphor that's very thin. Right, it's very a thin. A me- oh, sorry. It's so, a pun? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a pun. Seen, like, Christian bumper stickers. <laughs> We're pulling a Toby Mac. We don't like, know what a pun is. <laughs> <laughs> they're like a, like a witticism about okay. Christianity or something. Sure, sure. And sometimes it's delivering like a very important truth in like okay. a silly For instance, way. most people use duct tape to fix everything. He used nails. Like that sort of thing where it's like, it's almost a tweet, but it's intense. what it's saying is yeah, super intense. Yeah. Right. Or it's like, or it's not intense enough for like what the topic is about, okay. which is how I feel it's about It's not reverent this. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, if you're going to sing about inviting people to Christianity, unless this is a kid song, which most of the time it is. Or if it's, do you know where like, you're going when you die? Yeah. So it's that's, it's like that's oh really come on we can have food we have a bunch of junk food <laughs> so, <laughs> it's cool <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of struggling with my decision here of which is the worst Christian song of all time and speaking just to give you the counterbalance Nate mm-hmm. um, in cartoons speaking to the subject of hell Chris Rice sings the following <laughs> How about be the sin that other guy Whoa! Sorry, I yelled. Oh, the pure oh. shock on your face. Oh, oh my God. gosh! Oh wow! So can't even bring himself to say butthead. So in, say butt. in both songs, <laughs> so, someone's alone. 
Maybe oh, someone man. doesn't get maybe it. Maybe Beavis and the other guy are in the shack and they need they to go to the mansion. Predestined for not wow. vessels. Beavis is a vessel hell. of wrath. <laughs> nah. Oh, nah. Thank you for playing that because I already hated the song and I just I hate it more now. Let's seal the deal. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring so much hate. All right. No, well, fine. let's start with you, Nate. I think your opinion's clear. But yeah. what's your vote for the worst Christian song of all time for this week? <laughs> yeah, that the cartoon song. What's it called again? Cartoons. It's called cartoons. It's just called cartoons. <laughs> yeah. It does make it softens my heart knowing seeing that photo of him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. And knowing that it originally was like a goof for his youth group. Like that does make me Yeah. That lowers the bar a lot. We've yeah. all goofs have gotten out of hand. Hey. I've, I've made some bad goofs. At work today, I made some bad goofs that I wouldn't want people listening to years later from now. And but reconciling with their faith. That, that, he, that he let this happen. That he let it be recorded. He is complicit, be, yes. He is complicit and, and let it be shared wild, <laughs> widely. So I don't feel bad saying that that is the worst that, that might be the worst song I've heard of all time, period. <laughs> and is the worst Christian song I've heard. Caroline, I throw it to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to rock the boat here. Because Whoa. the more I listen to the cartoons, the more I think, that's not a Christian song. That's a silly song. Oh. Like with Larry? Yes, that's like a VeggieTales silly song. Which yeah, but Larry's aren't... not saying, you're going to heaven, you're going to hell. That seems a little more weighty. But I think it's still supposed to be silly. So this song is an anomaly. I don't think this should be judged against Christian uh, songs as a whole. Interesting. I think interesting. I think it was meant to be a joke. So the fact that we're like, this song's a joke, it's like, well, yeah, it was meant to be a joke. So I'm going to throw it out of the running. <gasps> and I'm going to say Big House, for now, I don't think it is the worst Christian song, is the worst Christian song. But between those two, that's Whoa. what you're going for. Yes, okay, because so, that wow. this this song is much more irresponsible with Christian theology My than cartoons is. Yes. Wow. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm irresponsible. shocked. Irresponsible. Okay, so I'm the tie-breaking vote. I think also I don't want to hear cartoons anymore. <laughs> <laughs> more for our listeners' sake. I'm trying to be your advocate. Wow. I mean, okay, so it comes down to me. Yeah. Wow. Well, I do understand what you're saying, Caroline, about this is probably just for children. It's a goof that got out of hand, Nate. And there are certain things about Big House that that do make me upset. (laughs) Gosh darn it. What? Are you going to keep it? No, just let me finish. Okay. I think... We have to look at, like, the collateral damage of each song. (laughs) (laughs) I do think... I could do this for 20 more minutes. I know. No, but I'll say, I think Big House might have messed more kids up. Because I do think it does provide an insane capitalist POV for for heaven and stuff. It's like, if you do this, God will do that. You'll have a rich place. Even if it's implicit, the fact that it's like class, it's a big house. Mm -hmm. It's not like Better than your shack. Yeah. It's not knowing the character and nature of God. It's like, get off Compton, move to Beverly Hills. Like that, that does feel evil. Yes, thank you. In a way that I don't feel like cartoons is, is evil. I feel like cartoons is damaging and irresponsible in some ways, but I don't think cartoons is actually so irresponsible as to mess up kids' wow. view of the world. Because okay. I feel like I did, 
I did focus on ideas of like our reward in heaven. That seems jacked up. Why uh-huh. are we As doing this? As like the this? soul invitation. So in light of that, wow. I'm going to say... I think Big House is the worst Christian song. Wow. Of all time. So a new champion. Cartoons. New champion. You're done. Wow. Do you want to change your position? <laughs> no. <laughs> to make that's, it unique. That's the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> but I respect both of your points. I and respect I, your point I don't too. disagree. I think those are some excellent points you raised. So I, I respect the decision of the vote, I respect the process. <laughs> Uh, I'm very curious Thank to see you. how Big House does next week or next on the next episode. If yes, only all elections were this tame oh, and this peaceful transfer of power from <laughs> cartoons. So cartoons, you had a good run, three weeks, but <laughs> bye bye cartoons. Top of the charts. Ooh, <laughs> go there with Beavis and that other guy. Don't say but. And say that but. other guy. Okay, guys. Well, that was fun. It's time to take it down now. This is the most important part of the show. (laughs) On other podcasts, Nate, people plug things. They self-promote. Seeking the approval of man. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to lift things up. And by things, I mean our own social media handles and what we're enjoying in secular culture. (laughs) So, Caroline, I want to start with you. What can we be lifting up and echoing and you're lifting up? Uh, Thank you, Kevin. I want to confess... Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been neglecting my Instagram yeah, and talking a lot about Twitter and showing favor there and showing favoritism. Yeah. Um, so this week I'd really like to lift up at Totem Spirit Wolf on Instagram. On Instagram in particular, yeah. Yeah. I uh, want to echo that. Please. Uh, I'd also like to lift up Lady Gaga, Five Foot Two. I watched it yesterday on Netflix. Her new documentary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is fascinating. I feel like uh, I know her heart better wow. <laughs> uh, that's also why I wanted to go listen to Joanne after Jars of Clay <laughs> so I'd like to lift her up I, and that ends Rihanna's run I moved to a new pop star I don't know if you noticed Rihanna and cartoons went her <laughs> off the pod as of this episode yes hey, Nate, hey Caroline thank you for sharing that oh thank you Kevin yeah. I feel heard mm-hmm. hi I just want to uh, <laughs> say that this is very sexy I uh, I want to lift up both of you, Caroline and Kevin, for having me on the show today. Oh, Nate. Thank you. That's uh, I feel blessed. I'd like to lift up. There's a show on NBC right now called The Good Place Ooh. that I've enjoyed watching. The first season's out, and yeah. it's on Netflix. You can catch up. And the second season just premiered on NBC. Mm. And speaking of that Christian appropriation, it is a show that deals with <laughs> questions of heaven and hell. It's a set in the afterlife. The big can house? I tell you a fun fact? Please do. A friend of mine, who I know from church and is a Christian, is on the writing staff of that show. That's very cool. Hey. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe we'll we'll have him on someday. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him, tell him hi. And I will. Job. Absolutely. But we're here to lift up Nate. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you, not your husband. <laughs> no, I was talking about my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, where can people lift up your social media? You can check me out at natedern.com. And uh, at Nate Dern on all social media. <laughs> yeah, we need to, we, we want to echo that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I want to lift up um, at Kevin T. Porter on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Zanga. And Zanga. My live journal, drfunky17.livejournal.com. I did look monkey. that up and I read it and it's heavy. <laughs> Guys, buckle please, up. Please don't go there. <laughs> I regret that. <laughs> uh, and I. 
I feel like I've been neglectful, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lift two things up. Oh. One, I want to lift up Nicole Atkins, who's an amazing singer-songwriter, and I love her stuff very, very much. And uh, she has a new song, a new album called Goodnight Rhonda Lee. Mm. I think it's incredible. It came out this year. Amen. 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 And uh, I also want to lift up uh, a, a book called Rapture Ready that was actually very helpful for the process of researching for and putting together this podcast. Fellow podcaster Linda Holmes, ah, actually. Uh, thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> she recommended it to me for research, and uh, she did not lead me astray. And she excellent. never does. She's always led me to the right place. <laughs> she maybe has a spirit of discernment. Yeah. Mm. Oh, at NPR Monkey C has a great mm. spirit. Talk about some monk funk. That's some at <laughs> NPR Monkey C. <laughs> Has a mm. lot of incredible monk funk. So want to lift her up in that book, Rapture Ready by Daniel Radish. It's an incredible book. I want to lift up this podcast, GCF. You can follow us at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram, goodchristianfun.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. And for every review, we're donating a dollar to charity. This month, in the month of October, we're donating to a new charity. We did the Texas Diaper Bank. Diapers. This month, we're donating all of our proceeds. And every review you leave, we're going to donate a dollar towards a, a charity benefiting Puerto Rico, directrelief.org. Directrelief.org. Yes. Directrelief.org. I liked it because they... Uh their financials were very transparent and they were accredited and they've been around for a yeah. while. So, Yeah, and thank you to Melissa who wrote in about yes. that. Um, so yeah, so we're donating everything in the month of October to that. Every review you leave up for us on Apple Podcasts, dollar goes to directrelief.org. So yeah, we did it, guys. Oh, also, Spotify playlist. <laughs> you can find every song we feature on here on our Spotify playlist. Including G- Big Big House. Yeah, including the new Worst Christian Song of All Time, <laughs> Big Big House. All right, guys, I think we did it. Bye, everyone. And there's only one last thing to say. And all of Pod's people said, Amen. Hey, you know what? Let's go out on this song for old time's sake. Soak it in, guys. It's the last week you'll ever hear it. I hope so. Last opportunity. I hope so. Yay. <laughs> it's shocking. What happens when you mix the romantic comedy genre with branded content for a niche dating website, all starring Gretchen Wieners? Next week on GCF, we're watching Christian Mingle. That was a HeadGum Podcast.